Live from NPR News, I'm Janine Herbst. Leaders at the G7 summit in England say they've agreed to a unified plan to rival China's growing influence in the world. At the same time, President Biden is working to strengthen bilateral connections. As NPR's Franco Ordonez reports, Biden appears to have a budding friendship with French President Emmanuel Macron. At an outdoor terrace on the sidelines of the summit, Biden said it was nice to spend time with the French president and that they were both, quote, on the same page. Macron agreed. And I think it's great to have a, the U.S. president part of the club and uh, very willing to, to, to cooperate. And I think that what you, what you demonstrate is that leadership is partnership. The leaders talked about the challenges of the pandemic and climate change. Biden brought up support for NATO. So far, the G7 leaders have agreed to donate vaccines to poorer countries and also help with big infrastructure projects to counter China's Belt and Road Initiative. Franco Ordonez, NPR News, Cornwall, England. Police in Austin, Texas, are hoping someone has cell phone video of a shooting early this morning that left 14 people injured too critically. From Texas Public Radio, Jerry Clayton reports the incident took place in a popular downtown entertainment district. Gunfire ripped through the crowd on 6th Street at about 1.30 in the morning. Austin Police Chief Joseph Chacon says authorities believe that most of the victims were not specifically targeted. They do appear to be innocent bystanders, um, but that you know that's still part of that ongoing investigation that we'll have to figure out. Chacon says the incident may have stemmed from a disagreement between two groups of people. Austin's 6th Street is a popular nightclub district, and police say crowds were at pre-pandemic levels, which would mean there were thousands of people on the street, which is barricaded at night. I'm Jerry Clayton in San Antonio. Despite Chile's mass advanced vaccination program, officials in the country's capital, Santiago, say it's back under lockdown today. This as authorities say they're trying to curb a surge in coronavirus cases. NPR's Philip Reeves has more. Chile's vaccination program is way ahead of most countries. Nearly six out of ten Chileans have already had two doses, mostly of China's Sinovac vaccine. Yet new COVID infections are up sharply, especially among people under 50. Hospital intensive care units are overwhelmed in some places. Occupancy rates in Santiago this week hit 98%. Medical specialists blame a mix of factors, including more contagious new variants, people heading out to work because they have to, And also a failure, some say, to get the message across to younger Chileans that they need to be vaccinated too. Philip Reeves, NPR News. Chile has had nearly one and a half million infections since the pandemic began and more than 30,000 deaths, according to Johns Hopkins University. This is NPR. As pandemic restrictions ease up, the doors to museums swing open around the country, and now more may be joining them. As NPR's Netta Ulibi reports, last week saw multiple proposals for new museums around the world. New York City may be the home of a future nightlife museum. The city's Office of Nightlife is advocating for an archive dedicated to New York's rich history of night spots dating from Prohibition, with exhibitions, for example, that might focus on how nightclubs helped advance human rights. Meanwhile, a very different museum is planned for Rochester, New York. It's an archive of game show history that will preserve scripts and props at the Strong Museum of Play. And in Japan, Nintendo will devote a new museum to itself. Founded in 1889, the company is best known for video games and Game Boys. Neto Ulibi, NPR News. 
Saudi Arabia says this year's Hajj will be limited to 60,000 people from within the kingdom. That's because of the pandemic. It starts mid-July and will be limited to those between the ages of 18 and 65. Last year, around 1,000 people who already lived in Saudi Arabia were selected to take part in the Hajj. Up to 2 million Muslims normally perform the Hajj, a physically demanding and often costly pilgrimage that draws the faithful from around the world. All able-bodied Muslims are required to perform it once in their lives, and it's seen as a chance to wipe clean past sins and bring about greater humility and unity among Muslims. I'm Janine Herbst, NPR News.